Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. For more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith. Certified Financial Planner, and I have today with me Michael Van Sant. Good afternoon, Mike. Good to be here. Thanks, Ken. You're welcome. Mike is also a Certified Financial Planner with multiple years of experience helping individuals make smart financial decisions, and that's what this show is designed to do, teach you how to make prudent decisions with your money. Well, there's a lot to talk about, and uh, I thought we would field many of the questions that we commonly get during market downturns mike okay today we'll see where that takes us i mean i would imagine that uh based on the types of questions we've received that many of our listeners are feeling a little anxious definitely about the direction of the uh the economy and um for those that have their savings in vested in markets certainly uh what's happened in the last few weeks and now being from the peak last couple months, about 2,000 points off at any point yesterday mm-hmm. from the peak, uh, that the investors are a little anxious about that. And I know, Mike, when it when we come into work, uh, depending on how the market's doing it, sometimes it, it feels a little Ladies like this. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! And what we're fighting, Mike, as you know, being a top advisor yourself, is the emotions that we all have. Uh, It's not necessarily the market itself, because once you know your market history and you start to understand the evidence around investing and that it's not a giant speculation machine or a casino, but it actually is the growth of an economy and the growth of companies that we all work for, on a day-to-day basis that are borrowing, uh, that are lending, that are issuing capital to grow and allow the shareholders to participate, that it, that once you understand that in the mechanics of your market history, um, you're a little more understanding of the fact that markets move up and down, and sometimes mm-hmm. in very irrational ways, sometimes with good cause, sometimes not without good cause. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't even know why the market's moving up or down. Mm-hmm. And I think the news media does their best to try to assign some explanation each day 
but uh, no one really tests how accurate those explanations are, and it's it's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, when that's all they have is whatever yeah. the news was today. And yep. Mike, I know, as I was watching the market throughout the day, I mean, when the Fed statement first came out, the market uh, subsequently went down, and some of the headlines that were rolling out uh, across the board were, you know, the markets reacting negatively mm-hmm. to uh, to the. Uh, to the to the Fed statements, and at the end, after the market was up four hundred and some points today, what four twenty nine or something, yeah. then it was the market uh, was going through the roof basically. Let me see here: stocks rocket higher. Um, Dow stages late recovery, and it says um, Dow soars four hundred twenty nine points on Fed statement. So the very same piece of news. I mean, they didn't go back and change the statement once nope. it was out was the explanation, depending on what was going on in the stock market throughout the day, um, as to what happened. So I'd like to talk about all of this, you know, what was going on um, as the market's been going down, what happened today, these headlines, uh, some of the questions we get about being uh, on the sideline. Why don't we get on the... Why don't... Is it a good strategy to be on the sideline Mm -hmm. until things get uh, less shaky? Sorted out. Sorted out. Until the uncertainty... Uh, subsides. That's right. Before we attack all of the that, though, Ethan or Mike, excuse me. <laughs> Come on, Ethan that's the in biggest here. insult I ever heard. <laughs> Sorry, oh, buddy. Righty then. <laughs> Before we do that, would you mind giving out our contact information? I'd love to. Can? Yeah, definitely. So you can get a hold of us a couple different ways. You can stop on by or uh, give us a call at eight hundred nine two three four three zero seven. Once again, that's. 800-923-4307, or please email us at contact at com and that's E-M-P-I-Radio.com, contact at EmpiraRadio.com, E-M-P-I-Radio.com, or stop on by the office. Yeah, and, um, you know, if you do give us a call, uh, we will... Um, it's a walkout. <laughs> it's a phone, hold on a second. Get my change back there. Um, if we if we do if you do give us a call and, and calls do flood in, so uh, we'll give you a free investment education book, one of our favorites, maybe one of um, one of our favorite books, maybe a Bernstein book, maybe a Swedro or um, Alice, Alice, any any of the guys that we like to re- read and and support their books. So uh, there's no there's no as we recalled a few shows ago, Fisher has a funny approach where you get a free book, his his own book, and then you get grilled pretty hard, apparently, according to the uh, the arbitration case against him. Um, we're not going to do that. We just want to want to give you the book for calling in and, and letting us know that you're out there. So um, do that. And, Mike, you are the Director of Advisor Services. Yeah. We are also looking to build... Um, our practice beyond our geographic location in the mm-hmm. Northwest, where mm-hmm. we're based, we've got clients in various parts of the country, actually. All over the world. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Some are sailing around the world mm-hmm. as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, wherever you are, we are looking for advisors that care about helping people make financial decisions through prudent investment direction and through financial planning. Yeah. Um, if those two things aren't 
of particular interest to you, we're probably not the great, greatest advisory firm to connect with. Mm-hmm. But if they are, and if they are in a, in a fee-only atmosphere where the clients come first and, and uh, we act we as a fiduciary, take a fiduciary approach to things mm-hmm. where we put their interest first, give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's 1-800-923-4307. All right, Mike. Let's get this paperwork out of the way here. we got a lot of stuff to sort through in the news. <laughs> Where do we start on this? Well, I, I, I was just thinking I, uh, of an analogy when we talk about the media trying to uh, explain away the markets. I, I have a feeling the explanations are as, as relevant as if you asked my five-year-old daughter to explain where babies come from. She would definitely give it a, her best guess and, and try to explain where they come from, but probably not with any basis in reality, and I feel that's yeah. how headlines often are. And uh, I think that that example that you just gave about, hey, the market's down 200 points because of the Fed statement, now it's up 400 points because of the Fed statement, is evidence of that and really drives the point home that if you're looking to increase your knowledge and become a more successful investor, the uh, traditional media is not the place where you're going to get that help from. Luckily, they have us. Right. And, you know, we just wrote a communication that we sent to our clients, and I'd be happy to send it to anyone. Um, so you can email me directly, actually, ksmith at empiricalfs for financialservices.com, um, ksmith at empiricalfs. But, you know, we just wanted to reach out to our clients. And one of the and, – and maybe I could just run through a little of this, Mike, and then we'll kind of get into some of the questions that we typically get, mm-hmm. during, particularly during market downturns. But, uh, you know, one of the things is saying is, hey, you know, we've, we've – market declines are unnerving enough. I mm-hmm. think it's hard enough for people to stay the course and s- remain disciplined mm-hmm. uh, outside of being bombarded with sensational headlines mm-hmm. and news clips and market gurus that come on. And these guys come out of the woodwork like cockroaches. You know, they're just – Everywhere and I. So what I did last week this is before Monday's downturn. We sent this communication out on Monday, mm-hmm. but I got the news about the uh, the the, Down, the rating. A, yeah, the downgrade on the U.S. debt, and we can talk about that. I'm sure we will on the show. Maybe not today, but maybe we will. Um, it's wild. Exactly, and and our advice is be slow to to react to daily to daily news. You know, it it may seem very dramatic. Um, and you know, if we if we turn on our, you know, we've we've done a little experiment uh, uh, here, Mike, on various occasions. Let's see if I can find it now. Um, hold hold your fire. Oh, here we go. You know, we're going down on the exchange and just having this play in the background. You start to get a sense of a little bit of an emotional. I know. I, I wish we had a. Uh, a heart monitor here like they do when you're on the <laughs> treadmill. Um, but your sense, you know, your senses get elevated a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And, and your pulse starts to rush a little. My point on that is that's exactly what the financial media wants to do. And so what I was doing is cataloging, because I worked on this over the weekend, some of the headlines from the previous week, because we had a 400 and some point uh, drop, what was it, Thursday of last week? Yep, Thursday. And, um, and so, um, you know, my, you know, well, you have to realize if you're out there and you're, and you're trying to <laughs> save for your retirement, you got your 401k or your 
investment account, your Roth, or whatever you're doing, um, and, and you hear people like Susie Orman come on and at various times and say, you know, the last thing people should be doing is investing in stocks. And I mean, all that's great for getting people to tune in and to get them worked up into a frenzy. The problem is the the actual evidence it does not match the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't line up when you actually look at, well, what are the results of following that advice? Mm-hmm. And has it worked out well? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, it hasn't worked out well. It's great in, when we're all in the pandemonium to feel like we're doing something. It gives us some, um, gives us some sense that I guess we're doing something. Right. But when you dig down and look at how does that translate, it just hasn't, it hasn't helped. And I think it's it's one of the most important things as an investor you can realize that most of Wall Street and the media in general promote they promote a short-term perspective that is diametrically opposed to the principles of principles of prudent investing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have television programs that will now roll on market predicting gurus, the guys that are going to say, and when the market's going down, they're particularly going to be guys that are saying, "Hey, I pre- not only did I predict this, but it's going to get way worse." Mm-hmm. Um, we are headed into uncharted territory, um, the likes of which we haven't experienced since the Depression and blah, blah, blah. You're going to hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, financial websites, magazine covers, all these things tend to distract investors from long-term goals. They destroy discipline, and they can undermine wealth. Yeah. So I want to talk more about this. We've got to take a quick break, um, give you some examples of the headlines and how they're framed. So once you, because once you know that, you're better prepared to fight against it and take the evasive action, if necessary. We'll be right back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Have you planned for your retirement yet? If you are a public sector employee, perhaps not. Studies have shown that employees of schools, educational institutions, governments, nonprofits, and public safety may lack the information they need to effectively prepare for retirement. For the answers you need, tune in to Lessons in Retirement, Retirement Planning for Public Sector Employees with host Jim Bishop, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's sure to pay off in your future. 
Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Ken Smith here with Michael Van Sant. Good to be here. Good to see you. Certified financial planner and advisor <laughs> extraordinaire. Woo! Um, Mike, we're, we are talking about the communication we were sending out uh, about being aware of the financial media during da- market downturns. Um, and into the break, I was just kind of saying, I was just talking about the, how detrimental um, if you let those emotions go unchecked and not only that but continue to feed them with more news fodder you you can lead yourself work yourself into a frenzy where you have no choice but to take drastic action as we saw today i mean the market if you allowed yourself to get caught up um and you sold yesterday uh you you would have missed out on a on a 429 point increase today Mm mm-hmm now, it could go down again tomorrow, so I'm not getting into the game here of timing day to day. And you were right. Look what it's not about that. Um, but what we do know is that the market does tend to, the, the long term average returns that it affords, it, it, it's made up of a few small, large moves. Uh-huh. When I say small, small periods of time, large amounts of movement. Definitely. And then. Not so intense movements along the way, you know, up and downs. So as I was saying, beware of the financial media. And I went, you know, I was doing this over the weekend and I, um, the previous Thursday and Friday, I started scanning headlines and I I went through uh, the Wall Street Journal and I got the printed copy on Friday, but I also get the online version and get alerts from the Wall Street Journal. Went to the CNBC website. Bloomberg, Yahoo Finance, Market Watch, all these general uh, financial websites that provide data and news stories. And I wanted to really observe their portrayal of the market decline. You know, I was really interested to see, you know, Mike, if if there was any element of uh, emotional, uh, you know, incendiary type of words that would arise emotions or sensationalism, as we call it. Uh, I wanted to see if, if 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 there was an angle to that, or if they're just really reporting what happened in the market. Uh-huh. And so, if the market went down, I mean, a simple report would be market declined 400 points today, which equates to X percent uh-huh. of a decline. Um, the best 
you know, if I was writing the article and I was trying to be genuine about it, the only pieces of news that actually came out today of any re real significance were, and last week it was, well, consumer spending, the data, re the report out on consumer spending. Um, there was decline, uh, and there were abroad worries about the particular day, worries about the European or the Eurozone debt crisis mm -hmm. spilling over into into Spain and Italy mm -hmm. um, on, a, on, a, on a level that uh, maybe extreme or unable to, uh, that would cause further meltdowns, uh, debt meltdowns and such. Um, I think you could state that, though, and just say, hey, this is what the news was. Mm -hmm. But as I cataloged these headlines, I thought, Mike, we'll, we'll kind of go through them and see see how how you feel, if that's okay. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's what I'm here for. Um, and, uh, well, let's see what you, what you uh, think. Um, and see if there's any agenda here. See if you notice anything. So, we'll turn a page here. Uh, there was also, uh, Simon put together a collage of the photos that accompanied. Mm. And the photos show traders with screens, um, with their with despondent looks on their faces. Mm. Some are holding their heads or mm -hmm. their faces. Mm -hmm. Seems to be a lot of hands, say, on the head or yeah. the face and leaning forward and shoulders hunched over. Yeah. And, um, serious grimacing. Grimacing, scared, uh, fear. Yeah, just looking at the pictures, I'm getting emotionally charged. <laughs> um, so, as you know, one of the the Wall Street Journal print edition in the uh, in the uh, money section. Um, as markets plunge, fear rules the day, is the headline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, stocks. Another one. Stocks slammed. 2011 gains erased as markets brushed off the debt deal. Mm -hmm. That was investment news on August 2nd. U.S. stocks plunge in biggest retreat since 2009. That was in Bloomberg on the on August 4th. U.S. stocks clobbered. Dow off 513 points. Blue chips hit worst one-day point decline since December of 2008. That was Market Watch on August 4th. You got a couple more here. Dow plunges 513 points. 2011 gains are wiped out. MSN Money uh, on their w little website. Um, they like to use the term plunge a lot. I, mm -hmm. I noticed that mm -hmm. comes up re in a recurring, recurring fashion. Mm -hmm. U.S. stocks plunge. U.S. indexes fall into correction territory. That was on the CNBC uh, site. And then lastly, I just put, and there were several more, but I can't sure. put them all in here. Sure. Uh, Dow plummets in global route. Wow. This isn't just... Uh, decline. This is a global route. Uh, that, that they plunged with. As you read into some of these, there was actual words of, this is a bloodbath. Mm -hmm. um, and now that was before Monday's 600-point decline, mm -hmm. um, where stocks either got clobbered, plunged, slammed, routed. Um, All on a bloodbath. Blood, in, a, in a global bloodbath. Mm -hmm of unparalleled proportions. I mean, mm -hmm. this is what you feel like doing. It's fire and brimstone, man. That's all a, a person can do. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not making light of the fact that a lot of market, uh, money is is lost in the market in yeah. capitalization and people's investments. It's not a joking matter at all. But I don't know that sensational headlines help. And what I also noticed that I didn't put in the paper here, Mike, is already on, as I was reading the headlines, the the 
commercial feeders that pop up, the little pop-up ads, mm-hmm. were doomsdayers. Mm. And it says, click here. You know, one of them said, click here to find out economists' view of um, ultimate collapse of the economy mm-hmm. um, or ultimate demise. And I was shocked at how quickly they adjusted those those ads All right. um, to be to continue with what's going on here. Hey, I'm selling a doomsday deal here. Um, the market goes down one day, and the next thing you know, those ads are already popping up mm-hmm. along with these headlines. Mm-hmm. And I could see somebody clicking into those and then continuing to get more and more anxious mm-hmm. until they say, hey, I'd have to be an idiot if I didn't get out of the market. Right. Um, so our, what was our advice? It's first of all, you got to stay calm. Mm-hmm. Remain focused on what your time horizon is. It's not about me getting up here and trying to tell you that the market is going to come back and come back with a vengeance and it'll be back where it was tomorrow and all that. That's not what I'm saying. I mm-hmm. don't know. Right. I know that over a longer period of time, there has been a pretty good relationship between risk and reward. If you filtered out a lot of the risks that are unpaid or unnecessary, mm-hmm. By diversifying, currently in our day and age, we have the ability now to diversify across global markets. That does not mean that it's a failure when when all those markets go down together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just means the likelihood of any single market disappearing is not a risk you'll have to bear. Or any single market doing nothing for 20 years, like a Japan type of right. a situation. It reduces that risk. It doesn't eliminate the volatility it's a big mistake and i don't know why a lot of the wall streeters proposition that is a failure of diversification or asset allocation or modern portfolio theory it's not true and it's not evidence-based and it's not what the academic guys who are writing and came up with a lot of those things were even intending um by that i don't want to diverge too far there mike but but it is a point i think worth noting Mm -hmm. so you got to remain calm and you got to look at what is my time horizon and it's it's a matter of if i am investing for a period of 20 years yeah this is shocking news and the market may go down dramatically like it did in 2008 which mm-hmm. was an un, unparalleled event prior to going all the way back into the depression mm-hmm. period of time in terms of severity and the potential financial consequences that our economy faced but again, if investors who had been diversified this so-called lost decade, right, mm-hmm. from 2000 to the end of 2010 or 2009, um, wasn't a lost decade if you implemented some of these empirical approaches by diversifying yeah. um, the global equity portfolios that, that we track and put together were significantly positive and ahead of inflation for that decade that the S&P, the U.S. stocks, actually were negative. Mm -hmm. So there was no magic in that other than following what, what where does the evidence lead us? So you got to remain calm. You got to look at what, if I have a long-term perspective, what Mm -hmm. are the adjusting and reacting to these short-term market swings and or engaging and indulging in, in the media, what we call financial porn, mm-hmm. um, it can be very titillating at times, but in the long term doesn't, doesn't provide a lot of, uh, a lot of productive um, action. 
you gotta you you have to realize that the greatest chance of success is still a strategy that embraces the fact that markets are volatile and that you adjust or dampen that volatility with your time frame with a combination of risky assets like stocks and less riskier risky assets like fixed income and treasuries and if people were really worried about treasuries mike um it doesn't make a lot of sense that they actually went up after the downgrade because yeah. of the global fears um, and people putting money into them as a safe ha- haven. Okay, Mike, when we get back, I want to hear from you now. Oh, boy. I've, I've ex- exhausted all my, uh, my knowledge here. <laughs> and we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at EmpiricalFS.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact 
at EMPIRadio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio. Again, if you want to get a hold of us, we'd love to hear from you if you have a question, comment, a topic that you would like us to address. We've had listeners ask us to uh, look into various topics in the past, and we'd love to address that. You can shoot us an email at contact at empiradio.com or call us 1-800-923-4307. And if you call after hours, just leave a, a message. I think there's a box there. Simon, is that correct? A voicemail? Yes, he's nodding. And uh, bobbing and weaving over here. Um, and if you're an advisor out there, give us a call as well. Okay, Mike, we're talking about the financial median, and I was just kind of going through a little summary that I did yeah. on the headlines. And, and certainly, as you read through them, you get the sense that uh, they're a little emotionally charged. Definitely. They're, they're definitely trying to attract attention. And I'd like to just wrap that up and then get your views, and maybe we kind of go in the last couple segments into some of these questions. Okay. And I'd like to end it with a what should you do now? Kind mm, of a, that's a little discussion, uh, you know, where perfect. the rubber meets the the highway yeah, yeah. or the roadway, Mike. So, the 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 issue that I have here is, and I can't blame the media, but you have to understand what their motivation is. It's not, and it's probably not in their charter or in their mission or part of their vision. You know, when they get together and the executives are saying, "Hey, let's talk about what what is it we're really trying to do here." Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I don't know that they sit down and go, well, we don't care if we don't sell any papers or advertisements or we get any hits on the site. What we really care about is the couple of people that go here wind up making very smart financial decisions. Right. Um, that's not how they're paid. That's not the modus operandi. That's part of the reason we have our show. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, it's something, though, though, we, we probably will never appeal to the mass audience. Oh, I'm uh, dreaming. It's going to be those that, that are hungering and thirsting for some knowledge mm-hmm. and actually do want to make serious decisions that, that improve their in their life yeah. in, through financial. And It's not going to be someone that's just looking to get the, as we said, the financial porn approach. They mm-hmm. just want to be titillated and mm-hmm. move on mm-hmm. um, and aren't really serious about making any, any smarter decisions. Yeah. And they continue to make poor decisions over and over and over. With horrible results. With horrible results. Um, and, they're w- and they wonder why. Exactly. So in the short term, I think it's important to know that markets are going to move up and down. And with these, there's debates about leveraged ETFs and leveraged futures and, and, and whether the speculative component of the market um, that some of the tools that are available now that weren't even in the past and we've had pretty volatile markets in the past without all these speculation tools and program trading. Uh, there's there's certainly an element of that that goes on in the short term, and certainly those elements can control and make the market seem very wild and unpredictable. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I think it was uh, Warren Buffett who said that in the short term, the market's a, a voting machine. In the long term, it's a weighing machine. Oh, that's good. Um, which basically means to me that in the short term, the market is being adjusted up and down, and therefore the 
value that we pay is measured by the PE ratio. And Friday when I did this paper, the world index was trading at about 13 times earnings. Mm -hmm. When we see that PE ratio move up and down, it's really price to earnings. The price to earnings. Um, it's a it's it's the speculative component of the stock market. If someone's willing to pay five times earnings today, but in in the future they're willing to pay 30 times earnings. It's all based on where they think things are, what things are going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. And they're either not willing to pay much for those events or they are. But ultimately, when you look back, where the biggest portion of return comes from is what really happened in the past, which was what earnings were delivered mm -hmm. by the corporations and what dividends they paid, mm -hmm. um, what level of inflation we experienced. So if you realize that, keep in mind that in the short term, yeah, the speculators can control the market, and they can shake a lot of people out of the market, mm -hmm. um, and they're happy to unload your wallet uh, because when, when the individual investors who are getting below market returns, uh, when they do do that, I mean, somebody's getting above average market returns. Mm -hmm. We're all netting out what the market delivers, but you can decide where you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, so my advice and our advice was keep the focus on what your long-term objectives are and why you got into the asset allocation. Use these market downturns as an opportunity to rebalance, which will enhance your return over the over the long term. Mm -hmm. And if it so motivates you to examine your goals, and maybe the biggest and best decision you can get out of these market turns is getting the knowledge that you need to work with somebody that can hold your feet to the fire and get you on the right track. Yeah. That's the biggest value of an advisor, is somebody is having a good a, one. Exactly. So, what do you what, what say you, Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I'm cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways, so I don't have anything too different. But uh, having many conversations with clients today, uh, you know, uh, I think the part of that prudent advice is to figure out an allocation that works for you in both good and bad markets. I think the way that most people try to manage risk is they try to be in equities in good markets and then cash in bad markets, and that's a that's playing the loser's game. They uh, uh, the exact opposite often happens where they buy high and sell low. So, <clears throat> as you know, the way that we manage our clients' wealth is is really determining what a good mix between stocks and bonds is in a rational time, uh, because we know that the decision making in the very Exuberant times aren't so rational, and the decision-making in the very um, paranoia or, or, or scary times aren't very rational. So really, I, I really try to guide our clients to, and, and, you know, there's some science behind this, of course, uh, to figure out an allocation, you know, whether it's half stocks, half bonds, it's well, that will be, you know, good in, in the exuberant times. You know, those bonds are going to be slowing down returns, but also those bonds are, are saving your banking in the bad times. And and how would you invest if you could not predict the future? I think that's a great question for investors to ask themselves because they're actually trying to do what's impossible, predict the future, and then invest around that. Come back to what if you couldn't predict the future? Would you want to have an all-stock portfolio? It would sizzle, for sure. Save your bacon. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if, you, if, if the kind of volatility that all-stocks uh, uh, gives you, don't, don't have all-stocks. So I, I, those are kind of what I really uh, hope to impart on people is, you know, you have a choice as to how to build your portfolio, diversify the heck out of it like we do, 
and choose a, a portfolio that you're comfortable with. We know what markets do in bad times. If you're not comfortable in experiencing those bad times, don't have all stocks. Uh, you know, our, our client base as a whole has an allocation of about 60% equities and 40% fixed income. That is not because we have some directive that that's the ultimate allocation. It's just individually, each client through our council chooses the allocation that's right for them. And it's based on the, their comfort level with risk. And also, just as importantly, their need to take risk. So, Mike, you were talking about um, one of the questions, which was, "Well, why why wouldn't I just kind of get on? Why wouldn't I just get to the sidelines?" Uh, there's a lot of economic turmoil right now, mm -hmm. and and again, we look to the headlines here on a day-to-day -day basis. Why wouldn't I just kind of sit on the side until what's the risk of even if I'm you're talking about an allocation of fifty-fifty or sixty-forty or whatever? Well, that still puts half of my money at risk mm -hmm. of going down significantly. It seems so obvious if if I do turn on the TV or go mm -hmm. on that line or anything, that these are bad times and the market's likely to go down. Mm -hmm. It just seems very obvious. Why wouldn't I just pull that money aside, yep. put it all in, in something safe for now, mm -hmm. and wait until things are better? All clear gets sounded. Yeah. So, so why, why don't I do that? Well, and that was an exact question I got from a client today who you know, they historically before working with us were market timers moving in and out of the market um, you know for decades quite honestly they, they're in their 60s uh, and, and the client you know related to me that hey this is all they have this is their wealth that has to provide an income stream for them over the rest of their lives and they um, they really wanted to share that with me of how important that is and, and I I take my job very, very seriously. We don't pay lip service to being fiduciaries. We are fiduciaries. And when it came back to, you know, the client asking me that question, why don't I just move till all clear? That, that's it. It, it sounds like such a simple statement, but it's uh, impossible to deliver on. And, you know, obviously it's very, we could just go back to these same headlines and go, oh, how, how are these headlines, uh, if we acted on these headlines over the last, you know, 10 years, how would have it suited us? And it would have done a, a horrible job. The headlines that came out in October of uh, 2007 was unemployment's at record low, real estate's going nowhere but up, and you should have at least two or three houses if you're, you know, any kind of a, a smart investor. And that was at the very top of the real estate market. And conversely, the headlines in March of 2009 were, you know, as close to Armageddon as, as I've ever seen in a headline. So, um, you know, if you have some mechanism that can tell you when things are actually good or bad, I'd love to hear about it. But I've, I, I've been looking a long time for one, and I don't think there is a – they don't ring a bell at the bottom. And that's the problem with uh, making timing decisions. Well, I want to play devil's advocate, Mike, with you on this. And, um, but we'll have to do it when we come back. So when we come back and forget where – for, no, don't forget where you're at. So I can come back and ask you as okay. if I was a client. Okay. okay. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management. Inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. 
That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Okay, welcome back. Empirical Investing Radio, we are talking about what you should do during market declines. And uh, Michael Van Sant is with me today, and uh, he's giving his, his, his views about this. And we're sharing with you as advisors the types of discussions we have with clients on a, on a regular basis during yep. market downturns. Um, and historically, our advice has paid off. If the investor stays disciplined and focused, it's worked out. Yeah. And not only during the time that we've been doing this, but if we were to apply that advice retroactively into the past, it worked out. Yeah. And it doesn't always work out perfectly over every short interval of time. Mm-hmm. But given enough time, it's your best opportunity. And I think sometimes, Mike, before I play the devil's advocate here in a short amount of time we've got in this last segment... I think sometimes people think that if it's not guaranteed to work, then it was then it's not a good deal. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work every time, it doesn't always work like that in yeah. life. You know, yeah. sometimes you do take risks. Sometimes those risks pay more than we expect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those risks don't. Mm-hmm. Um, they were still worthwhile risks uh, at the time we took them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure for Bill Gates, it was a worthwhile endeavor for him to risk maybe not getting paid a lot in the beginning to pursue his dreams, Mm -hmm. you know, to pursue that opportunity that he had. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it doesn't mean it's going to work out for everyone who decides to start their own business. Right. Um, so going into the break, Mike, though, we were talking about the question that, that you've received uh, about why shouldn't I just – clearly there's a lot of turmoil in the market. Mm-hmm. The news has a negative tone. Mm-hmm. Consumer spending slowed down. There's talk of a double-dip rece- mm-hmm. recession hitting the headlines. Mm-hmm. Some of the other factors, unemployment still remains high. Mm-hmm. We've got a burgeoning debt problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cong- the uh, political parties and the president are not all working together. Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot of wrangling, and they're putting these – this is the media here speaking, not me directly, but they're putting them their party – uh, in front of what's good for America. Mm-hmm. Now we get hit on top of that with a downgrade from the S&P Too much. organization. And the, uh, for the first time in history, we are no longer the top-tier credit, mm-hmm. um, at least in recent history. I'm sure at some point we were an emerging market, and our credit right. was quite risky <laughs> right. during some of the uh, wars that were going on. But um, in our modern, modern, modern times here, so with all that going on, it just seems kind of crazy to stay in this mm-hmm. when I could just pull out for a little while mm-hmm. and uh, kind of ease back in when things look better. Gotcha. And I and I get what you're saying about it's hard, but I I, I just what's my risk? You know why why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Well, I think today's a good example of your risk. Five uh, percent today is what the market returned. And Dow's uh, up about four. Yeah, so uh, I think I think the risk is that you're wrong. Uh, the risk is that as clear as the tea leaves all look right now, uh, that they're not, the results are, are not as as clear and, and that you miss, you, you take a, a step to the side and all the, the bad news that's been coming out over the last month is followed by good news that comes out over the next month. You know, I mean, if you if you actually follow the economic indicators and not just the headlines, it's very random how they come to you. You know, it's not a year of good and a year of bad. Sometimes it's a good one, a bad one, a good one, and a bad one. That none of that information is actually a good predictor of market returns is the problem with um, acting on both headlines, of course, and and even if you dig below the headlines uh, to the economic indicators. They are not a good predictor of future market returns. If they were, we'd all be doing it. You yeah, know? that's uh, it's that's the the big risk. And I, I kind of was curt with you in the beginning that the risk is missing a day like today. But if we miss, if we get another four four hundred point move tomorrow, that's you know ten percent in two days. That's what a whole. That's what you hope to get over a year of market returns. And market returns don't. It would be such an easier strategy if we just got, you know, 0.025% every day over the year and it ended up being 10%. But unfortunately, it comes in fits and fis- uh, fits and fashions uh, of, of up and downs that you can't predict. No matter how easy, I would say this is a, a warning signal that the, the clearer you think the future is, negative or positively, I would say the less clear it actually is. So, I mean, if these headlines started to emerge over the last couple of months and think in May of this year, we were at back up to about 12,800 or so mm-hmm. on the Dow. Um, it seems like at some point, you know, and I'm again, I'm being the devil's advocate here, not my personal view, but that we that you could have gotten out, mm-hmm. you know, until things got clearer mm-hmm. or better. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think what you're saying is, well, 
Well, I don't want to say, to say what I think <laughs> you're saying. You tell me what you're saying. Yeah, well, I, I think what I'm saying is that, you know, when the Dow was at 12,700, there was good economic reports coming out. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I, I hate to talk in too big of generalizations. It's not like there's always good or always bad. I mean, to, last week there was a great unemployment report that came out right in the middle of, of all the bad economic news. Right. That's often how it is where you've got a mix of good and bad. But putting that aside is, you know, the the first uh, slowing of, you know, ISM numbers and, and um, you know, economic indicators started coming out after the market had already lost, you know, 500 to 700 points. This final washing that happened over the last week, there wasn't even that bad a news, quite honestly. There was, uh, the, the big one was the, the downgrade of debt, which most, I think, gurus said was already going to happen in price into the market. I guess just my, my bottom line is that however clear you think the future is, it is never that clear. Just like, you know, using weather examples, you can look at the seven-day forecast and say sun all week long, and the next day you look at it and it says clouds all week long. That's, right. that, it really happens just like that. It is not as clear as we would like it to be for our certain human beings like certainty. We, we thrive on it. We need it. We need to know that we're on the, we drive on the right side of the road and, and, you know, we need to have reasons for things to happen. And so even when there, there is no reasons behind it, we apply meaning to it. And it, it gets us into trouble in investing. So don't do it. Well, I think to add to that, Mike, now that I'll jump back out of my devil's advocate position and back into the advisory position, we've got about 50 seconds here. It's not a function of knowing that, hey, now there's some current, currently there's some bad news. When you get out, it creates a whole new decision-making process, which is when has the news then become good enough to get back in? Mm -hmm. And you reminded me of that when you said that at any given time, there are good pieces of news and bad pieces of news that are coming daily. One day it's a good report. The next day it's a different type of report that has a negative slant to mm -hmm. it. It's, there is no clear black and white that's why it takes years, years sometimes, or longer to even identify that we were in a recession. Right. Because it's not so black and white. There isn't one indicator. Right. Well, on that note, Mike, we'll pick this up next week. I'm sure we'll continue to have a wild ride uh, in the market. But we are out of time. So thank you very much for tuning in to Empirical Investing. Give us a call. Uh, again, at 1-800-923-4307 or email us. Contact at empiradio.com. Thanks, and have a great week. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.